about all the highs you have from that point to the point that you get married. But then the thing that people forget to do once they're married is to keep dating each other. Every dynamic is going to be different because mm -hmm. the minute you start comparing yourself to other couples, that's when fights, problems, all that stuff occur. It's all about the effort that you put in to spend quality time with your yeah. partner. Usually marriage is about like sharing and giving, but when it comes to food in our case... No. <laughs> if we know we're getting 16 pieces of sushi, he has to have eight and I have to have eight. The honeymoon phase is you learning and discovering each other and growing as yeah. a couple. The easy part is getting married. The real work is staying married. It's keeping the marriage alive. It's keeping the marriage exciting. Hey babes. What's up? It's Haley. And Eran. And welcome back to the Hey Babes podcast. We got a, a good podcast episode today. Yeah, it's going to be all about, I guess, kind of dissecting that first year of marriage. Yeah. I, how, how did this even come about? I'll tell you what, we have a lot of couple friends who have either gotten married in the last year or are looking to get married in the next year. And it really got me on thinking that we're like the only couple that has been married for quite a bit like of time over five plus years yeah like this month we're actually going to be celebrating our sixth year wedding anniversary Dang. that's actually insane to think about so we thought that it would be really nice to have like a nice discussion about everything to do with the first year of marriage what to expect what our reality was what we thought it was going to be like and kind of going forward telling you guys maybe some tips on marriage advice and relationship advice on how we think that you guys can kind of maximize having your best possible first year of marriage yet because it's definitely a trying time some people say mm -hmm. it's the best some people say it can be the worst so not we're the gonna, worst but like the hardest the hardest yes yeah. so we're gonna break it down for you give you all of our little advice tips and tricks and kind of really get real on what our first year of marriage was like mm -hmm. so with all that guys let's get into it yeah so i don't know what were you expecting like in the first year of marriage to be like um, versus what, what actually happened. So I'll give you guys a little bit of a history. Erin and I were dating for a year, then we got engaged. And then from the point that we were engaged to the point that we got married, it was another year. So but we even, were technically even, dating But even two. if we dated, we knew each other beforehand. Yes, like we were when friends. We, when we first met, we had there was a connection and we were very open about it yeah. after like... We had that initial spark. We kind of had yeah. one of those conversations where you would just talk until like 3 a.m. And you're like, oh, my God, this is my person. Mm -hmm. Erin and I had that kind of off the bat. And I do want to say that we did start this relationship being friends first, which I really think is the best yeah. thing ever. Well, we had long distance and then we broke up and then it allowed us to like get to know us better yeah, as friends definitely if you guys do want to hear the whole podcast on like our whole relationship history i'll recommend you the first podcast we ever yeah. posted which is all about how we met and kind mm -hmm. of all that stuff but coming down to it i think that i was just very excited for that first year of marriage because to give you guys a little bit of background because Erin and i are more observant we actually follow the tradition that you don't live together before mm -hmm. you get married because we actually didn't want to be physically intimate until we got married so live we couldn't even like sleep in the same bed no like, sleepovers like nothing if like i that. think the, i've only slept in your house like in your parents house like occasional amount of times just yes. because it was shabbat and like there was no you just had nowhere else to go. i had nowhere else to go and, like, but you were in a different room with the door closed like, like, closed like i was even scared to even come out of that room like i remember my dad would give you the death stare yeah he'll be he'll be he'll give you, he, he didn't give me the talk but it was implied, and he was like, hey, if you come out of that room when you're not supposed to... There's going to be trouble. You can get a whooping, you know, so... So, we were very excited. I mean, at least I was very excited to just be like, oh my gosh, it's going to be like a sleepover with him, like, every single day. Like, I'm so excited for that. Even though, let me brief you guys that the first year of marriage, we actually lived with my parents. And yeah. we've mentioned that before. So, it's definitely a different experience than people who just get married and either live together before or are moving out to live in their own place together mm -hmm. before. But 
we had a lot of highs. Yeah, I want to say that we had a lot of highs, but like I think we had so many like obstacles. We had a lot of firsts, yeah. basically. Like it was like our first, I guess, serious relationship, mm-hmm, with and one then another. exactly, and then our first time being together because we waited till marriage, as many guys know, and then we lived with your parents for a year, and then after that we moved into our after over a year of being married, we moved to our own place. So it's kind of like we. I feel like that first year of marriage was like the first three years of yeah, marriage. Yeah, exactly. We do, exactly. Yeah. I feel like we, it's kind of weird, that whole sense of like, because what usually you get, people get married, they're like, we get a house yeah. and we move out and we do this. We didn't do that until like a year and a half yeah, into our marriage. We were so. very delayed. Exactly. But I'll tell you something that really did exceed my expectations was just like how fun it was. Yeah. I mean, personally, maybe that's just the kind of relationship that we had, but like me and you were like always joking around. We were always just like having a good time with one another. We always kind of like started to learn each other's quirks in the best way. Mm-hmm. Annoying stuff also. Like, that's what you definitely learn in the first year of oh marriage. Oh my God, It's yes. like what really pushes your bubbles and like... Buttons. Button, oh, I said bubbles. <laughs> pushes, your bu- pushes your buttons. You kind of like see like certain traits that the other person has and you're just yeah. like, oh wow, I didn't know that about her. So that's and the thing. Da-da-da. A lot of people who live with their person before can kind of like get to know all of these like habits. But for us, everything was just so new. Yeah. So I was able to see like, what kind of mood are you when you wake up in the morning? Like how often do you eat? How do you like to have your meals? When do you like to have alone time? And when do you want to like spend time with me? Like it was all of these things that we were kind of discussing with one another that i feel like is what made the relationship like flourish and grow so much and i think that's why so many people who lived together before obviously like no judgment to anybody who decides to do like what they want to do i just actually love the fact that we got to know each other once we got married because we already had that foundation of like okay we're married we got to make this work yeah how do we mesh together not even that i think we just also had like a clear because again, when we were dating, like in general, like with in Judaism and the Jewish world and everything, and many religions also, uh, is that you come in and t- with understanding is what you're bringing to the table. Yeah. Like what our intention is for this relationship mm-hmm. is to get married, and we discuss like where we want to be in this many years, like our family and work wise, and like having our own place, and like we. Kids. All, it wasn't like it was a surprise. Exactly. Like, it, it wasn't like we were married. And you're like I'm like. You want to live in a house? I thought we were going to move in an apartment. Like, it wasn't anything like We had shocked. so many discussions and conversations. And I feel like that's kind of like the first thing that I would say any couple was about to enter that next phase in their life of getting married. Like, just make sure that you are on the same page with a lot of the things you want out of your relationship in the future. Because I feel like, like you said, a lot of people are surprised. Mm-hmm. You know, in the first year they realized, oh, wow, my spouse doesn't want to work she wants to be like a state like she wants to work from home or my spouse like is someone who prefers to not cook but like get food out every day there's nothing wrong with that it's just something that you have to adjust your expectations accordingly to kind of know the kind of life you're gonna have like are you gonna want to bring children into the world right away or is that something you want to wait for is there is there a business that you guys want to focus on on as a couple like to flourish and grow kind of like we did with halo like there's so many different things that you only kind of realize once you're in that situation that's very important to talk about Mm -hmm. before and on top of that not everybody by the way has to be in a business there like if you're a couple doesn't mean that you should work together because there there can be couples that they're very good in terms of like being a husband and wife to each other and uh you know a mother and father and the worst business partners when it comes to working together they don't get along because that's the thing with us when me when me and we started working together since we moved to to florida you have to make that separation of like 
this is my wife and this is also my partner in my work Mm -hmm. so like sometimes i'll tell her did you do this did you do that and she might take it as of like why is my husband why is my husband annoying me but it's like no i'm not annoying you as a husband i'm annoying you because we have work to be done so you, you have to make that thing and that's when it's up to the couple to understand like listen we're good as a couple and everything but when it comes to work we're not meant to work together i think yeah. we should separate our stuff Definitely. and some couples can do it it just all depends on the couple itself mm-hmm. but in the first year of marriage in general if i was to ask you how would you or how did you expect that first year of marriage to go did it exceed your expectations was it different than what you thought i i honestly thought it was just gonna be the same way when we were dating just we're married the only difference is is obviously we We can sleep in the same bed bed and do other things Uh and that's pretty much it so is that what you got i got i got even more because i got like again when you have a partner that sees eye to eye about what you're gonna do it's a bit it's a bit more exciting because they get you Mm -hmm. i think also in our first year of marriage you were still in school oh that's true so like you're married but you're a student so we didn't really feel independent yet plus living with your parents Mm -hmm. i didn't fully have my work cut out because at the time i dropped out of school of university i took a semester off technically because i wanted to pursue personal training full-time but it took me a little bit of time to like do it i was Mm -hmm. very hesitant and only i think after like a few months into our marriage we were you were like okay listen like we, we have to get things going. We gotta get things going, like or else we're gonna live to, here forever. Yeah, and then we started to kind of like motivate each other. Yeah. So would you kind of say that looking back at our first year of marriage, you know how there's some people say that first year of marriage is that honeymoon stage. You're gonna mm. be like, you're not gonna keep your hands off each other. You know, like that scene and you brought it up. That scene of like, the you know, movies. they're making pancakes in the kitchen with the whipped cream on their face, yeah, and they're the she's wearing had, his shirt. Like and the husband only has like an apron on and yeah. all that stuff, you know, but. I think you've been I, watching too many movies. Babe. First of all, we can't do it in your parents' house. Could yeah, you imagine how my, my dad's like, what is this? You know, that would be <laughs> That would not be fun, yeah. Um, but I do think that it definitely ex- exceeded my expectations because, again, we were, it was a bunch of firsts for us. So number one, we hadn't, we couldn't compare it to anything. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, it just allowed us to know each other at a more vulnerable state. Yeah. So what would you have to say about people here? Like, I personally feel like, a lot of people date up until the point that they get married and think about all the highs you have from that point to the point that you get married. You have it, you getting proposed to, that's exciting. You get engaged, planning the wedding, that's exciting. Finally, your wedding day, that's so exciting. And then you go on a honeymoon, you honeymoon and then you like, don't play. So like, exciting. You get like, all this like dopamine and like all this excitement, like all these All you things. have to think about your relationship is like, oh my gosh, highs, 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 highs. And I think what kinds of tends to happen once you get married, and it's definitely not for everyone, but what I notice is that it's not that things go bad all of a sudden, but things are not beyond excitingly exciting yeah, and happy. Exactly. Because at that point, the wedding is done. Maybe you have a little bit of debt racked up from the wedding. At that point, you're trying to already establish your life together. And that's when you kind of like realize, oh, wow, like, we had more exciting things going on. And I think people associate that with, oh, that's an old married couple. You know how they always say, oh, old married couple, they're so boring, they don't do anything, whatever. I just think that you sometimes can associate all of those exciting things, but then the thing that people forget to do once they're married is to keep dating each other. Yeah. People need to keep dating each other. And dating, let me preface this right now. Having a date with your spouse doesn't mean that you have to go on a luxury like 
hotel getaway or to a five-star restaurant or like an exciting date you don't meaning even, you can you can for sure and if you have the means to afford and you guys both genuinely enjoy it yeah. or like one side enjoys it more and like that's your way to kind of show them like yeah. you know you you care or something you that's definitely can love language and great but at that point though you really have to tell yourself it's all about the effort that you put in to spend quality time with your partner. Yeah. It doesn't matter what kind of quality time. It's just quality time in general. So Erin and I, for example, we are people who have a mutual love for food. Yeah, it's we actually unhealthy because we split everything evenly. You know, know. So usually marriage is about like sharing and giving. But when it comes to food in our case... No, <laughs> that's probably now, where our fights come from. And, no, not in fights. It's just like, babe, this is my piece. No, you said eight. I'm yeah. supposed to get six. Like if that. we know we're getting 16 pieces of sushi, he has to have eight and I have to have eight. Like exactly. we can't have it. Not and then we'll even. like exchange like this is we do a business. Deal, like, okay, she'll be like, I'll give you this nigiri in exchange for, for two, rolls. two rolls and I'll, you got two rolls out of the nigiri yeah you know? it's literally like a transaction the way yeah. we split our food and the worst part is now is that we have Aaliyah and Aaliyah also wants in yep. so we have to get an extra portion for her or what is our trick we make sure to order when she's sleeping exactly <laughs> that's the best thing but my whole point with you guys is that we kind of make a date out of that so if I know that Ellen is going to be getting sushi like I'm going to set the table up nicely. I'm going to expect him to come home. We can like sit down. We can actually talk rather than just like eating and being on our phones, which sometimes we can also do. Like there's nothing wrong with also having that. You know what, babe? I love you. Hope you had a great day. I just want to have five minutes to myself. Can I just watch my show or something? Like that's yeah, totally I fine Yeah, I think it's just well. like when, we're, especially when we, I had personal training, you learned yeah. doing YouTube full time, like the editing and just everything. Like focus on people and talking all yeah, the time. Yeah, it was very exhausting mentally. So like at some point we're like, yeah, we're, are we going to cook tonight? No. Sushi, yeah. yeah. And then we'll order. We just sat down on a couch. We'd either watch a show together or I'm like, okay, I'm going to just watch this show. Are you okay with that? Yeah. Okay, cool. And we'll literally sit on the same couch or on the table and watch. I mean, some people and might we'll find eat, that sad. And we'll look at each other and we're like, <laughs> and you, whatever. But again, that is our dynamic. And I think mm-hmm. that's what people have to understand. It's like every dynamic is going to be different. You yeah. don't want to compare like, we do this, but this other couple does that. Why don't we do that? Because mm-hmm. the minute you start comparing yourself to other couples. Oh, that's the number that's, one that's worst when, thing you could do. That's when, I guess, fights, problems, all that stuff occur. So I feel like I've definitely seen certain relationships where people can like be like, oh, this husband took this wife here. And like they go on all these lavish dates. It's also a problem with social media too. Social social media, media, it's it's posted and people learn to compare what they have, what they don't have. All the couples that I follow on social media, like some of them, I'm just like, oh my gosh, Ellen, like they took a trip to Europe or whatever. Like when are we ever going to do that? Because, oh, let me reiterate something to you guys. Ellen and I never had a honeymoon. Like officially, I mean, we, we never went to Miami that one, didn't they? And they, we I'm drove sorry, there. coming to the city your parents live is not a honeymoon. Babe, for, me. for you, it's a honeymoon, man. What you don't have no beach in Canada. I what? know it's true, but I'll tell you, and, we did that, dirt. we did that, but we never officially did like a trip yeah, together, we never did, like a resort or anything like that. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think that I don't, I think that one we were trying to save money. And yeah, we were leaving your parents' yeah, house. Yeah, we were trying to get out. We were trying to get out. Like you, we, and then the minute we had money to like save up, we put on student loans. So we started from zero again. I like know. That's true. Like I'll tell you, but that's the thing. It's crazy because now, now I'm looking back at the fact that we were like six years going strong. So many people are just like, wow, but like you didn't have that like honeymoon phase. I'm like, guys, the honeymoon phase is 
you learning and discovering each other and growing as yeah. a couple like that's literally the best part of a honeymoon phase like it's it's that it's not something that just dwindles down Erin and i are constantly learning about each other constantly trying to be like what can i do today to make him a little bit happier than he was yesterday like that's literally what playing off of each other works mm-hmm. and i just think that so many people think that the honeymoon stage is about events it's about yeah. the events that you did do, do, do. So people say we want to have memories together but like it's events like, feeling like oh i had you butterflies in my butterflies, stomach yeah like yeah we're not gonna lie in the beginning that's how it was too like butterflies like i mean i we would, couldn't even keep our hands off each yeah, other because in the beginning we were, it was like I, even when we were dating like i would stay up till four in the morning to talk to her and like even though i was telling like yeah, i'm gonna still stay up because again it was the beginning stages you're getting to know each other it's so exciting there you know there's lust and all that stuff and now if Haley wants to talk to me, I'm like, I'm going to sleep. Unless it's like an important conversation. But Which most of my conversations are. Yeah, but if you tell me like, babe, can we watch this thing until one in the morning? Or can we talk about it? I'm like, babe, I'm so tired. Like, Love you, but no. <laughs> love you, but no. We'll talk about it tomorrow or we'll yeah. watch this later, but no. Honestly, I think the whole point of like this podcast as we're going to keep talking about it is we're trying to show you guys our dynamic and to show that you can have such a happy, successful relationship without it being all butterflies and sunshine and rainbows all the time, you know? Because, but at the same time, at the same time, I know that there are some people that kind of have this habit that if somebody asks for relationship advice, or you know how there's some people who told us like when we were pregnant, they're like, oh my God, like this is going to be the last time you're going to sleep. So enjoy your sleep. Like they're kind of already telling us all the challenges and difficulties we're going to have. A lot of people do that with relationships as well. And marriages sleep, as well. You just last, like all your like being intimate is going to yeah. be very minimal. Whatever. Yeah, people are like, oh, you're never going to, you're only going to do it like once a week or once every couple of weeks. You're going to be too tired all the time. Or even people are going to say you, you're going to fight all the time. You're going to, it's your first time living together. You're going to see stuff about each other. You really dislike. And like, Egan and I are very much the kind of people, correct me if I'm wrong, we like to go into things and take them at face value as we go through them. We didn't want to go into our marriage already being like, okay, Egan, like we already have to realize like, Don't come fight. in looking for like already like yeah. what's going to like, what were the things we were saying that were going to like yeah. agitate you or mess it up what, or whatever. What is he doing that's going to piss me off? Like, what is it? Like, don't look for those things because it's so easy to find them and everybody has those flaws. He has, I mean, I have so many things about Oh, uh, you have to go on me and go to your son. Nah, yeah. You know, like, he has, oh, I have. <laughs> yeah. I mean, nah, okay. I, no, have we to, both, I have to pull back a little bit, you know? That's nah, okay. We both have equal amount, more or less, but I think in the end of the day the whole point is to understand each other and see like what this person has what this person doesn't have is something that they're going to improve on can they improve on or is this just them you have to accept it like Haley, for example she's a messy person she's going to throw clothes everywhere it's literally going to be like on one side we have guys we have two sinks all right in in our bathroom okay (laughs) One side is mine, one side is hers. And a week into living, two weeks into living in this house, all her sink is like a mess with clothes in the sink, makeup, this and that. And she just transitions to mine. I'm like, babe, this is my sink. (laughs) My stuff has clothes in it. I'm like, so take it out. Fold it. I will, but can I just be here for now? Like, sure. Then it just, you let it slide. Now I'm in a completely different bathroom. I'm I'm in in the bathroom, like outside the room already, you know? But again, does it bother me sometimes? Yes. But like, am I going to Is it grounds for being like, I'm really angry at her? There is certainly, I'm like, babe, this is like, okay, 
you need to do this. Like, this, don't do that. Like, come on. And she'll be like this. I know it pisses you off. Like, it annoys you. Like, I'm going to try my best and not do it. Yeah. But if there's anything I could say, it's all about the approach of exactly. how you say it. Especially in the first year of marriage, you're going to notice that you're going to have so many things that around the house that they do or they don't do that really bug you, you know? Whether it be Egan and how he puts stuff in the sink after he eats, like, schnizzle with a bunch of sauce and he, like, leaves the sauce on the plate. And I'm like, why can't you just turn on the hose and just rinse the plate so the sauce doesn't dry and stick on the plate you know like everybody's got those things but it's all about the approach at least Here, my dishes had some in the sink you're uh, still on the table <laughs> you're really coming for me today everyone's like is this is this some marriage advice is this gonna be like first year marriage or a roast yeah I'm it's going, kind of a roast i'm serious right, well, we, i think like, that's our dynamic we like i would like to we, piss each other off yeah because it's excited it's fun it and just, tease each other just, we just like to tease each other that's always been our relationship yeah. from the side we just tease each other obviously we don't cross the line with certain things mm-hmm. but like we just always tease each other yeah. and it, it keeps the marriage alive it keeps it spicy yeah. not yeah. saying you guys need to do that too but like that is again that our is our dynamic. dynamic that's how we that's how we roll you know that's just how our set <laughs> that's, that's how we roll <laughs> i don't know why the first word that came up okay well i'll tell you this if anything like i said it's all about the approach what not to do is being like Egan. Every single time you do this, you always put the stuff in the sink. Da, 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 da. Like, just kind of coming at them as an attack. Yeah. Instead, you come at them as, why is this something that's bothering you? And as your partner, they obviously want to make your life easier. So come to the argument in a way of, this is something that will make my life easier. So instead, I would say, Egan, thank you for putting your dish in the sink. But sometimes when I wash the dishes and the sauce dries, it's really, really hard for me to wash it. So do you mind to just like rinse off the sauce before you leave like the plate in there that's it saying the exact same thing yeah just in a different approach you know yeah so i think that's the biggest thing too is like because especially in the first year you are getting to know each other you're finding out different things about each other you don't want to go into it of like oh my gosh what did i do what did i marry like i didn't know this about this person i didn't know that about Mm -hmm. this person like get to know them get get understanding of like why they are certain way like me straight up the when we got married I, I grew up in a household where I didn't do much around the house. Like didn't do anything. I did things, Dave. I took out the garbage. I vacuumed once in a while, like certain things, but like I didn't do like I think that my laundry. Yeah, my my mom never. My, I didn't have the responsibility. I never did my laundry. Your mom was a stay-at-home mom. Exactly. She took care of all of that. So I didn't know that. So not that I wouldn't want to do it. I just ne- I just never learned it until you know when I got married and stuff, or even when I before I got married, like I learned how to live it on my own. And Haley's like, you're going to unload the dishwasher you're going to vacuum and i'm being like well i never did that before she's like okay well now you will and, and you now will you'll learn, learn. Yeah. you know and now there's just certain things i just will not do like no matter what like dishes unless i wash it on the spot i'm not touching it you Haley, get grossed out by it. i get grossed out i'm like i'll take it when it's clean and i'll put it back but i'm not doing that so we have a dynamic that we were able to figure out in that first year that instead of trying to make someone do something that they hate make them responsible for doing things that they love so not love but can at least you know suffer through and that's and that's that's a good thing for even work in general even Mm -hmm. with your working and job like instead of giving yourself a task or do things that you are dreading dreading to do maybe do things that you enjoy doing and then give somebody else a job that that's when you delegate to someone else so for example i used to like love editing my own videos and over time i just started to realize that like i much prefer to put my time in something else so i delegated that to somebody else same thing with Egan. I know already that there are certain things. He likes a clean house. 
he knows that to get a clean house, we both have to have certain responsibilities to get to that point. We want to split that up evenly. I'm not going to make him do things that he hates, especially if it's things I don't mind doing myself. Yeah. Not that I will never do things yeah. that I don't. No, that if I'm gone you for have a to, week, you're going to do the Something I have to do, I have no choice. Like if she's doing filming a video and like you're mm-hmm. the only one needs to be filming and i'm downstairs in the house as a matter i'm not gonna like sit there and wait for you to come do certain things like of course i need to do something i don't like in the end of the day if i need to wash dishes i will do it yeah. i'm not gonna just be stubborn and not do it so the way that we were able to kind of work it out is i personally hate unloading the dishwasher for some reason because the dishes are already clean i feel like unloading the dishwasher is like a useless chore because like the dishes are already clean you know so he unloads the dishwasher for me And then I stuff it, I load it. I also feel like I kind of have amazing stacking skills when it comes to loading the dishwasher. Like if it was, if there was a dishwasher loading competition, I feel like I would be a champ at that. You know, my mom always used to praise me. She's like, well, maybe she actually just used to praise me because she just wanted me to do the dishes all the time. That's the biggest thing we tell Ali all the time. Like, good job, Ali. You put in the garbage. Good job. And she keeps wanting to do it. She keeps doing that. That's how you train the kids to, you know, do chores. You know, going off of that, I actually think it's really important to also note, learn your partner's languages of love. And don't feel like this is something you only do during marriage it's really good to do in the dating phase already for example there's so many couples that we know where giving gifts for example is something so important to the girl but then the guy doesn't actually care for that so in a relationship like that you would kind of assume that okay i like it when i'm given gifts i'm assuming that my husband is going to know that that's something that's important to me so i'm just going to be waiting for that But not only is it important to learn your other person's languages of love, it's very important to vocalize it also. Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of people just think, isn't it obvious? Doesn't he know that I want to go on crazy dates? But he doesn't. It's your first year of marriage. Exactly. You're just trying to figure it out. Like, I think that there's so much stigma around people just being like, you guys have to kind of like figure out how to love each other and how to show each other's love when it's not emphasized enough how you could just communicate what you want. If you want more gifts, tell your husband i really appreciate it when you give me gifts if you want to go out on more dates or if you don't want to stay in you want to go out on a activity date versus a dinner date verbalize it you literally have to communicate that because sometimes that person may not know what's going inside your head because yes you're married but you're not mind readers of one another Mm -hmm. so as an example Eran, i don't think this is the language of love but he loves it when i cook for him he genuinely loves it when he's fed you know but Something that he personally appreciates is that if he's really busy doing something, oh my God, it's going to sound so funny, but like he loves it when I make him a sandwich, you know, like he, for example, will prep everything for the meal. Like he'll make the burger buns and he'll prep the, the, the meat and all that kind of stuff. I don't know why. I didn't think about it. Like, why do I like that? It's like, what's so hard if you already prepped everything, just do it. He just thinks that I have really good skills with like stacking sandwiches. So if he has a burger, like I just make sure to prep all the veggies and whatever. I have a certain way to like put the sauce and the veggies. I think, I think it's just like a. It's a teamwork type of thing. Because yeah. it'll be like, oh, babe, like, oh, I want to eat, let's see something, let's eat burgers. You're like, okay, so how about like you take out all the things mm-hmm. and I'll cook it. Yeah. Like you buy it, you prep it, and I'll cook it and then I'll clean up. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, again, it's compromise. It's mm-hmm. like you give and take. And I think that that's how sometimes it needs to be. Um, obviously, think- obviously, in a situation, let's say like, in our situation, we both work in the same business yeah. and we both work with each other mm-hmm. and therefore we have equal responsibility maybe a little bit more on Haley's side because she's more of the face of Haley's corner and all this stuff so a lot of the 
companies speak to her and she needs to be filming certain integrations stuff like that so a lot more time will be for her and that leaves me with more free time but in general we're more equal if for instance let's say Haley was working part-time and I was working full-time or vice versa and one of us was not home majority of the time obviously the person that's home more will have a bit more responsibilities mm-hmm. for the housewives you know it's not like oh you're this person you need to do that or I'm working full-time you yeah. need to be able to cook and clean whatever. I think it's so important to be able to play off of each other's strengths rather yeah. than you know, think, oh, why am I home and all of this stuff isn't done? Like, put yourself in your partner's shoes. Like, yeah. what are the responsibilities for the day? If there's a task that you want it done that's not done, what's the reason that it's done? For example, if Eran, like I said, communication, I think is the most important thing. Yeah. And if Eran, for example, comes home one day and I can see that he's frustrated, we don't like to let it linger. Eran and I both sit down, we look each other in the eye, and we say, tell me what's wrong. Mm-hmm. And not only tell me what's wrong, what can I do to ease this off of you? What can I do to make this a little bit easier, to make your life a little bit easier? And he does that with me all the time. He can see when something's weighing on my heart and weighing on my shoulders. And he forces me to talk about it because that's how you build your bond as a couple. Yeah, It's not overcoming crazy. People say like what strengthens a marriage is all the big barriers and stuff that you go through but it doesn't always have to be like we have no money and we have no this and we're overcoming all this stuff people will encounter certain things of that matter but we've had that right with infertility and not being able to afford our own place for a very long time like of course a lot of the times it's just a matter of communications and getting to know each other i think the first year of marriage is very very crucial to talk to talk a lot communicate not just in the beginning when you guys were just dating and then you were just talking a a lot throughout till two three in the morning but when you're married that's when it really matters to communicate to understand one another to understand why this person feels this way what assumptions occurred and when you don't speak if it's one of those hey what's up how's your day cool good good get and then that's it go to sleep or you watch your show you do your thing you hang out with your boys you're missing an opportunity to understand each other better and to connect you know sometimes we don't want to talk but it's because we talk in the past that we understand, okay, this is... When we have quiet time, we're comfortable with it. Exactly. You know, like, we don't need to... That's the thing. So many people say, oh, when you're sitting for dinner together, put your phones away so you always have that constant communication. Again, everybody's dynamic is different. Like Yaran said, and I love that you said that, because me and him have so much communication at certain points in our day, we know that sometimes it's okay for us to just be in each other's presence and be quiet. Like, we don't always need to mm-hmm. be talking. Exactly. As long as we know that we're not keeping things. doesn't mean that we don't have chemistry. doesn't mean that we're of not course. compatible, God forbid. It just means that we just want some quiet time. I know. When you have two kids and, you know, you're in a space where you're constantly talking to people and you're in a space where you're communicating mm-hmm. all these things, like... Like we said, we've like we said in the past podcast, we have a certain social battery that we have, and sometimes the guide needs to be drained. recharged. Exactly. And like I guess you were saying, yes, we have two kids and that, but again, we're focusing on the first year of marriage. And I think something that people don't realize in that first year of marriage, you're having somebody enter your space constantly, twenty four seven, waking up with them, going to sleep with them, spending the day with them, eating your meals with them. It's really important to take time for yourself. Mm -hmm. You don't need to be with each other 24-7. Like, Eran, I mean, bless his soul. Sometimes he just tells me, here you go, babe. I got it. Whether we have kids or not, he always told me this. You seem like you had a stressful day today. Here are the car keys. We just had dinner. 
maybe like go walk around in the mall or something. Yeah. He knows it's something that just like I need. And I think that's so important to be able to bounce off of each other thinking like, wow, he appreciates me and he lets me have time to myself. That's mm-hmm. so important in that first yeah, year. Because you need, you need to have it because sometimes like people forget that before they were married, they were their own person. And they living were, their own they were in, lives. They were, yeah, they had their own lives. And now they're with somebody who obviously enhances their life more. And a marriage is supposed to be, you know, you're growing together and doing beautiful things together. But sometimes you do need your your space. You do need a little bit of distance to still miss each other. And especially in, in our case, we work together. We do everything together mm-hmm. and we work from home. We see each other all the time it is very important to have that sort of separation a little bit so we can miss each other and we can know each other a bit more and communicate a bit easier instead of just like kind of like being agitated at each other. And so it's very important to give each other separation time, independent Mm -hmm. time, whether that's to see, you know, other friends or even just what Haley does. She goes to Marshall's, she goes to Ross, just by herself at nine o'clock at night, you know. Just to have some space. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, they need it and even... After the first year of marriage, when you have a kids, thank God, and your family, and sometimes the kids will, like, this happened this week. Haley was like, I need to go out. I'm like, listen, go, go to Marshall's, like, go to Ross, like, do your shopping, like, get some peace of mind for yourself, because that's what you used to do in Canada. You would go to mm-hmm. Promenade Mall and just walk around just to, like, think and just, you know, Even if I didn't relax. buy anything. Just to relax. That was, like, your, your, your safe time. haven. And so the kids were acting up. Leah was crying. Naomi was crying. And, like, she's asking me, like, how are the girls? I know if I message her and I tell her they're both crying hysterically in the back of her head, she's going to be like, that's it. Every time I leave the house, this is what's going to happen. Or like, I need to come home right now. I need to come right now. Like, no, everything's okay. Like, one of them is crying, but they're fine. I made it like I had it taken care of. When in reality, it was a balagan you're saying here, like a mess. This girl's crying. She woke up this one. I have to go give her a bottle. Ah, she had a bad dream. Or this. Die, and it's like, oh my God, chaos. And then they finally both fell asleep. And I only after she came home, I'm like, yeah, this is what happened. But... I got to take care of it. It was all good. Thank God. Because I, I like, know in the wow. moment she would have freaked out. Mm-hmm. So playing off of that for one another, super important. And I guess just remind yourself that if your significant other wants some time alone, it's not a personal thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's not personal to you. It's personal to them. It's just something that they need in that moment. And I think it's really, really important to be able to give each other that, you know, mm-hmm. but at the same time, if you're also someone who feels distant, if you're also someone who feels like, I haven't had any quality time. Sometimes, like, I feel like Erin and I were so into our work. I would just be like, Erin, I want eye contact. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, uh, and eye contact. Okay, goodbye. Okay, fine. And Enough. I, <laughs> and I literally just want him to, like, just look at me. Like, look into my soul. I know, <laughs> just so cheesy. Look into my soul. No, I don't actually say that. But I just want him to, like, look at me and just feel like we're actually seeing yeah. each other, you know? Yeah. And But that's the thing. I'm verbalizing it. Like, mm-hmm. we've had some friends who have had, like, I want to say like some arguments with their significant other because one person like um, words of affirmation is their language of love. The other person, it's acts of service. You know, you really have to learn what it is that makes the other person tick and kind of do your best to contribute to that. At the same time, verbalize what it is that you need. Verbalize it, guys. Communicate. Yeah, that's the one thing people are always scared to like. I don't want to feel need. I don't want him to think that I'm needy, that I want him to like like take me out on a date like maybe he just thinks that like we could just chill and whatever but if you want to be taken out on more dates you're like hubby i want to be taken out on more dates yeah. it's literally that simple it's yeah. really that easy and Haley's done that a lot of times she says like like i think out of the two of us 
I don't really care to go out so much. I'm very much like a order me takeout. But you also here. have like more reasons to be out of the house. I know, but day. even then, even when yeah. I didn't go out of the house, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, I just never care. You're a little bit more of a homebody. I'm more of a homebody, exactly. And I don't feel the need. Because if I go, for me, if I go out, it has to be like an occasion. An occasion, or like we're going to meet with some friends, like something else. For me, I'm like, if we eat somewhere, why don't you go to the restaurant? We'll just order takeout. Yeah. At least I get too, but she enjoys more of like because she's home a lot of the time just a change of atmosphere exactly just a change of atmosphere and she'll literally tell me like Adon, like i feel so burnt out like can we go out this week please i don't care how much it costs i don't care how much the babysitter will be mm-hmm. i don't care where we go i want to go out i want to dress up and i want to go this week make it happen and i'm like okay and <laughs> i know a lot of people like think that that's so out there for you to put down but but you I appreciate it more. To. Just tell me. Tell yes. me what you want to do. You I don't want to guess it. Been, you probably wouldn't have been able to like figure no. out that's what I want. I thought maybe he's like, okay, maybe she just wants a burger. I'll buy a burger. She won't cook tonight or something. But she, again, it's all about communication. And me too. I'll communicate how I feel about certain things. And I think it's a bit harder, I guess, because of the generation we live in. And people say like, oh, a man needs to be like, hmm, no one talk about it, <laughs> But like, macho, but like. You need to express how you feel. I'm not saying you gotta get cry. in touch with your. Emotional you know, I'm not saying you side. need to cry now or something or like you know dig into your past, which eventually it will come up, especially through a marriage. But say, listen, I want to do this. I don't appreciate that. Like this is how it made me feel. And if all I these do things. or say something to Egan that like offends him, maybe I don't see it as offensive, but let's say it hurt his feelings for whatever other deep reason it was. I love it when he tells me because then I'm like, oh, you know what? I have to be a bit more sensitive with my words when I talk about this or when I want to come across in a certain way yeah and i think it's a very important in general just to like to understand especially in the in the beginning of a relationship first year marriage to put each other in each other's shoes mm-hmm. you know me as a husband i have to understand like okay where is she coming from why do i feel like she feels this way why is she having certain troubles in this aspect and instead of saying why do you do this try to think about like okay what makes you do this like can we maybe figure try to out think the, of an example maybe it'll be a bit easier to explain like for example Haley's closet is always messy mm-hmm. and there's clothes all over the floor and if it doesn't fit in the closet it's all over the floor in the in the rooms and in the bathroom it's all over the place so right off the bat i again i never realized i like everything neat until i got married i thought i was a messy <laughs> until you one got married to me. and then i got married to Haley. like holy crap i'm not the messy one and then I see and I'm like, why is it always a mess? And because the way I work that I realized that when the house is messy, my head is messy. So I feel like I have so much things in my plate and I can't think straight because I just see in front of me a whole big mess. And so therefore I feel like my brain is a mess. So when everything is kind of in its place clean, I'm like, okay, here is clean. My thoughts can be cleared and stored properly and everything will have structure. And so... In the beginning, I would probably be, like, why is this a mess? Or I'll let it slide until it gets worse. I'm like, babe, what? what is this mess? Like, why can't you just and he would put do it stuff like, away? In a, not in a rude way, but like he would say it in kind of like a, why do you let it get to this point? Kind yeah. Of thing. And then like over time, you start to learn after you communicate. And Haley would tell me, listen, babe, like I appreciate Like I understand I have, the, I need to work on this. But like, please, it all depends on how you approach it. Mm-hmm. Like come at it with nicely. Like I don't do this. this is, I'm like, okay. And then. Now, whenever this happens, I'm like, okay, baby. So like, how did I tell you I prefer to be? Like you say, like, listen, Adam, like, I, I understand that I need, it needs to be clean, but I really appreciate, like, if you just don't, like, do, yell it at me or, like, just project it at me, just maybe kind of 
you know, be, be more patient. I'll get to it. And, she, and if or she even, ends up cleaning it. Or even it, say like, or even say like, I, I think I even told you, or even at that point, you would come in and just be like, okay, babe, I'll take care of like feeding Naomi or like putting Aliyah to sleep. To, to Maybe you time. just spend this time like focusing yeah. on cleaning yeah. that closet, and then in, And know? then instead of me, and this is where it comes to like you putting yourself in their person's shoes, you go and you go like, okay, I, I started to think, okay, why is it that every time it'll be clean and it gets this, pl- this point every time? I know she's not doing it on purpose because she herself doesn't like to do it. What's the root cause? And then we'll sit down. I'm like, babe, like, What's the root cause? I started to put myself in her shoes and I started saying, okay, listen, she's always in a rush throughout the day because she has to film here, the kid's there, this, that, and therefore when she changes her clothes, she just throws it because it's the queen. I don't have time to doesn't have time. And by the time it comes to cleaning, she's already exhausted. She just goes to sleep. And so at that point, we'll see, sit down and be okay, let's structure your day that it doesn't have to be so much like always in a rush. Mm-hmm. And let's set out time that like it won't have to be this way so you'll have time to tidy it up and Without an issue. But again, it's all about the approach. Because at that point, look, like yesterday, I actually spent the whole day cleaning the closet. And like, I got it done, you know? I think it's, like I said, in that first year of marriage, the best advice that I can give you other than communicating, it's just put yourself in the shoes of your partner. And just always keep in mind that you guys are in this together. You want what's best for him. He wants what's best for you. So when you start looking at life in that perspective, you don't see anything that they're doing or saying as vindictive. You see it as like a miscommunication. It's just a miscommunication. You know. I think another 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 tip would be, is to try, try, try your best to do the best to be the best husband you can, to be the best wife you can, and yeah, the first year is gonna be honeymoon stage, and there'll be so much just like exciting things and first of all this stuff but it doesn't mean now after the first year towards the end of the first year it you know now that it kind of dies down you're like okay now it's like okay i don't want you guys to settle and feel like oh that's it it passed there's no more butterflies we're just like an old married couple now no you try you still got it really and maybe you might not not have butterflies like it was in the beginning and maybe you might not go on a date every single time or you want to go on a date every single time because you kind of are familiar with each other. Now you have other responsibilities outside mm-hmm. of your marriage. Um, but you still need to try. And I feel like scheduling is very important. I feel like scheduling time to mm-hmm. be with one another. Be like, okay, guys, once a month, once a week, we, we Depending on your needs. As date a night, whatever. Even in, in, in the Torah and like what we follow, we have even scheduled time where we're intimate. Mm-hmm. and there's a certain time period that Haley will we're not gonna get too much let's just say this. like in judaism we have a time where when a woman is on her period she's not supposed to be having sex with her husband yeah you know that time that we aren't having sex is like so much more communication and talking with yeah. one another you know it requires a bit more words of affirmation especially yes. on mine because we can't be intimate in that time we can't do all these things yeah. and once that time period is over, she immerses in something called the something called the mikveh, and it's literally like you're with your husband, like new again, because it's like new and exciting, and like it's really up to you and your partner to keep things exciting. Mm-hmm. You know, tell your wife one day, you know what? Like, even if she's not someone who cares for like gifts or whatever, just tell her one day, hey babe, like get dressed, we're gonna go do something tonight. Mm-hmm. Even if it's something so simple like getting ice cream on the boardwalk. Yeah. You but know, sometimes like, but sometimes it can't be spontaneous. It's true. Mean you're not spontaneous That's people. That's true. Mm-hmm. Like as much as we try to be spontaneous, we have so much things in our plate. And we I have feel priorities like priorities that we heard, I heard this in yeah. a podcast recently, but 
sometimes you need to schedule it in. Like, mm-hmm. literally schedule it in. Because if you're not going to schedule it in, it's never going to happen. So, it'd be like, like this week, for example. We literally scheduled last week. We're like, on this day. At this time. At this time. We're going on we're a date. We're going on a date. We're getting a babysitter. We're doing this. We're going no matter what. So, now our whole week is planned out on that date. Because if we're going to say, okay, next week we'll go on a date. It won't come up. Because it's happened multiple times where we said we're going to do it and didn't do it. So, we plan it in, and then we, we got go, the babysitter. We did everything, and we're like, and then we do. We're like, wow, that was nice because if we didn't plan ahead, if we didn't try, we didn't schedule yeah. it in, it wouldn't happen. I think there's like a stigma for that. I'm not saying go as far as like plan when you're gonna be like intimate with each other, but plan your quality time. Yeah. You know, prioritize it, put it on the schedule on the list of to do, with other things that you have to do in the day because. That way you're going to see that, oh, this is something on my list that I want to do. Yeah. And, and you'll it will just make like, us stronger. Yeah. And you're going to show to each other, like, this is an important thing. And therefore, we're, we're scheduling it in. And if it's not scheduled, it doesn't mean that our marriage is not exciting or fun or anything or spontaneous. It just had, like, other things come in the way that by the time this comes, you're just like, eh, okay, tomorrow, next How week. many times have people said, oh, let's just stay in and watch Netflix? You yeah, know, like, you know, I think, again, it's your job to keep it exciting and to make an effort because at the end of the day, the easy part is getting married. Mm-hmm. The real work is staying married, mm-hmm. is keeping the marriage alive, is keeping the marriage exciting. It's continue to find out and grow as a couple together. And you're going to have obstacles yep. in the way and you're going to have certain challenges. But at the end of the day, those challenges are going to shape you. And the more time goes by the more you'll get to learn each other exactly and the more you'll know like you already start to know what to expect from your partner exactly. and that's like the most beautiful thing i love that i can already like i know what's gonna make you happy i know what's gonna make us stronger as a couple i know when we're gonna have good days because i put in that effort to know what's important to you and i try every day to make it happen you yeah. know and i think also another thing and i think at this point we'll conclude more or less but you also have to understand that like God put you guys together and you know sometimes unfortunately there are people that they you know they separate and you know there's divorce it's not saying that every that everyone's compatible and you know you need to be in a marriage no matter what like there are certain things to do and in our cases we will go to you know a rabbi or somebody and then they will kind of like assess the situation they'll be that middle person they'll be the middle person and they'll obviously do whatever they can to keep the marriage together and then after some time if they see it doesn't work like okay you need to separate but Ideally, when you separate, God forbid, you'll be very peacefully. Just the same way you got married, the same way you will, you know, depart from each other. But in general, when you are married, you have to understand, like, God put you guys together in the first place. And sometimes when certain things occur, you got to be like, okay, listen, this is for good. Like, maybe my wife did this. It's, you know, to teach me a lesson or to teach me patience or something like that. Like, I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. and not let it affect me. Maybe this is a test. Maybe, you know, God's sending me a test through my wife to do this or from my kids or something like that. So you want to understand that, like, everything happens for a reason and for good. And you just have to understand of, like... You're in this together. Exactly. You're you got, in- at the end of the day, you guys are a team. And if there's anything we'd say that you can expect in the first year of marriage, it's this. I think the first year of marriage to expect is patience. Get to know each other. That's going to be the year where you'll really see sides of each other you maybe didn't see before. Mm-hmm. 
enjoy it have fun with it take trips it's your first year of marriage most if you don't likely. have any kids yet yeah. like take advantage of it do the exciting stuff that you've always wanted to do and think what if we can't get to something later what can we do now like yeah be like do it now be like, we don't know if we're gonna get to it later on so let's do it right now when we're you know it's our first year fresh you know our finances will be a bit more flexible maybe or at the same time online. but at the same time if you're also a couple who you're getting married and you feel like your priorities are to work off some debt or whatever, don't feel like this is not something we're going to get to in the future. Yeah. You know, you're like, Erin and I, we had a marriage that we're like, this is us establishing a strong foundation. Yes. And in that first year, we really, really built that strong foundation. And if there's anything that I can tell you guys, communicate, your partner can't always read your mind. Tell them exactly what you want from them and say it in a gracious and courteous way mm -hmm. and i think if you guys apply that to your everyday conversation because think about it what is marriage it's literally conversation and communication and intimacy but like that's literally the main pillars that are keeping a marriage strong so there's that and loyalty yes definitely no cheating up in here no. <laughs> but um i hope that you guys enjoyed today's podcast um maybe there's some more points that we could have hit that we didn't if you guys have any significant marriage advice that you yourself feel like everybody needs to know leave it down in the comments below mm -hmm. if you are listening on apple spotify or youtube in general i would love it if you could rate our show like comment subscribe yeah. leave five stars if you guys have enjoyed it because we really really love being a part of this you know community with you guys and we love your feedback as well mm -hmm. comment down below if you guys have any other podcast ideas as well and if you guys are watching up to this point you're the real mvps we love the ones who stick around all the way to the end if you are watching up to this point comment down below honeymoon whether yes. that is the first year of marriage or not it is the sweetest time of your life because you're really getting to know your best friend for the rest of your life mm -hmm. so we hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast thank you all so much for watching and listening and we can't wait to see you hear you in our next one